And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. Well, we talked for 10 minutes last week with Matt Mungle. I wondered why it had taken me so long to reach out to him. So another 10 minutes today because there's lots of stuff going on as we're trying to stay entertained with the things that we love in the movie realm and in the entertainment realm. A lot of theaters are closed. We talked about that last week. Hopefully in 2021, as we head towards spring and summer, that will be changing. My guest, Matt Mungle, mungleshow.com, theentertainmentanswer.com. He's got the Mungle Show podcast and radio commentary. Hey, Matt, welcome back. It's good to have you on again. Oh, excited to be back as always. So I thought today we talked about the state of the movie theaters last week and Hopefully, we're going to get some new movies coming out as we head into spring and summer and beyond. And I thought we would talk about our individual top three movies that were delayed, not released, and hopefully will be released uh, that we're excited for. What do you think? I think that's a good plan. And I've got my fingers crossed like you do that we will actually be in the theater to see some of these when they release. I hope so, too. So let's start at your number three, and then I'll give you mine. Number three, what are you hoping to see as we uh, head back to the theater this year? Well, I'm a sucker for these movies, and uh, always going with the family is fun. So July 30th, Disney's Jungle Cruise, the adventure based on their theme ride that stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson is releasing supposedly July 30th. Like I said, these are great popcorn movies, a lot of fun adventure to go with the whole family. So that's my number three on the list. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Dwayne Johnson. I've loved him for so many different reasons, and it's actually also one of my favorite rides at Disney. So I'm all for this movie. I think it's going to be entertaining. So uh, I'm interested what your number three is. My number three is one that I've actually been waiting for for so long, and they finally were getting it together. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. So hopefully my number three will see the light of day as we head towards the end of 2021. Actually, Ghostbusters Afterlife, November 11th is supposed to be the release date. That's plenty of time. So, But you're getting the whole gang back together, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, and Ernie Hudson. It should be a good time. You know, that's interesting. I saw that uh, on on the rundown, and uh, that's cool that that's your number three. I have to ask you real quick. I know it's kind of off topic. What did you think of the the female version of Ghostbusters that came out a few uh, years ago with Kristen Wiig and uh, Melissa McCarthy? I'll tell you, I tried to walk into it open-minded because I'm very much, I don't like messing with the original formula, and I wanted the original actors back. So I walked in open-minded and i just thought that the tone was off and as a ghostbusters original ghostbusters fan it wasn't the sequel that i was looking for and then especially to see cameos from the original cast but not playing their original characters i couldn't get in with it all right fair enough fair enough so to have these three back i think it's going to be uh, you know harold ramus will be missed god rest his soul but i think it's going to be good fun so that's my number three what's your number two uh, well, my number two is w- way different than my number one. I like this only because it so, to me, uh, just ingratiates a time of year, and that's Halloween Kills, the new uh, new one to come out in 2020. Uh, it was supposed to come out last October. I was so excited about this, but this is another one of those films that you go to the theater, you kind of just check reality at the door, and you have some fun and some scares. And so for me, my number two releases October 15th, supposedly, and that's Halloween Kills. And Kyle Richards is back. Kyle Richards was a little girl in the original, so she's back. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
I actually completely forgot about that movie. I am a huge Halloween franchise lover. I have loved it since the original. My favorite is actually the original Halloween sequel, Halloween 2 from the 1980s. And you know, Matt, the setting in the hospital for that sequel was amazing. I loved it. So I'm actually going to probably put that right at the level with my number two, because that should be just good fun and, you know, good scares, the whole deal. Cool. What's your number two? My number two, a big Marvel guy. That's no surprise. Uh, Black Widow. That's one that I think I've been waiting for her to get her own movie and to have that pushed back kind of, you know, broke my heart just a little bit. And so I think this is going to be a great prequel movie that everybody wants to see because people saw her in Endgame and she was one of the ones that didn't make it. So this is going to be good fun for a lot of the Marvel fans and I think even for people that like a good action movie. And that comes out on May, May the 7th. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. So what is your numero uno? Like maybe the one that when you heard this wasn't coming out, you know, or maybe it's been pushed back a couple of times. It kind of was like, oh, gosh, I don't know if I can wait for this. This is actually going to be really hard. Stream the movie. Well, you know, my number one, I left. I, I changed my number one only because I know what your number one is going to be. <laughs> I didn't want to rain on any parade. <laughs> so, so actually, my number one, and, and it really isn't a throw off, my I really am excited about this. My number one is Black Widow coming out May 7th for all the reasons you just detailed. And I love that character. I love Scarlet. So uh, Black Widow is the one that I have been waiting for May 7th. And I think, too, I'm excited because I'm hoping this will kick off our theater return experience. I hope so, too. And Scarlett Johansson is an amazing actress. She's actually one of my favorite actors, uh, actresses from the Marvel franchise. So I can't wait for her to hit the big screen with that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, tell everybody what your number one is. I know what it is. I'm. I'm Am I that I predictable, Matt? Do you know me already that well? I think you do. Yeah, my number one. It's no. So. It's no big secret. I think you picked up on it a couple of times our last chat when I said, "Hey, I'm a big James Bond fan," and we've talked a little bit off the air as well. So, no time to die. It's been pushed back a handful of times. We can't wait anymore. It comes out October seventh. We have to see the final installment of Daniel Craig as 007. He has really taken it to I think a different level than Bond has taken before, and all of his movies have intertwined together. So, I am waited with. Breath for this movie. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be a good one too. And, and everybody loves Bond, so I'm glad that you're number one because I think we all uh, love to see that. And that's one you have to see on the big screen. It, it, you'll see it anyway, but that just screams big screen to me. There was a big debate on whether they should Matt release it via stream on HBO Max or whatever. And with the amount of money that they put into it, they made the right decision. They need to wait till they can pack the house or as much as they possibly can so that they can entertain audiences out in the public. I think that's the right move. I agree 100%. We'll wait. We will wait. So we're going to wait for all those movies. Contact me. Let me know what maybe you are looking forward to see when the big blockbuster movies hit the screen this year. That's what we're hoping for. Now we're going to just dive into once again, because it's something that Matt's watching. I'm watching the State of WandaVision episode seven. I know you thought it was a bit of a filler episode. Tell us your reasons why on that. And then I'll kind of give my take on it. Yeah, I did. I think because they've been building up and building up all this really nice uh, new characters and all this uh, inner turmoil between Wanda and Vision. And then the end of this, I'm not going to say too much in case nobody is caught up, but I just thought it was I thought it was a throwaway. I thought it was just a lot of fluff. The last maybe 
two minutes of the of the episode gave us something neat, but the rest of it was just sort of one of those filler episodes. I mean, I keep saying the word filler, but that to me is the only thing I can think of where they're going to do they're going to now launch from the end of this episode. But the episode as a whole, from beginning to end, really didn't give me anything that I, I needed. I, lo- so, I mean, yes, you get it. Go ahead. I was going to say, I love it when somebody differs with me as far as how we view a movie or a particular plot of a TV show. I liked the episode because I felt that it really, up until the last couple of minutes, which is what you were talking about, it showed the division that is really taking place between Vision and Wanda. There's obviously something going on that's... Vision is really starting to sense and you're wondering, does Wanda really want him home or is there something else that's keeping him away? That's what I was feeling. Yeah, and see, and I, and we got that. We sort of knew that going into this, but then how they played that out and, you know, Darcy is another one of my favorite characters. Oh, she's great. And I felt that she just, she just, her and, and, and Vision on this little excursion they did uh, was just to me cartoony. And really didn't fit the the depth that we had seen. And I, I just, I don't know. And I, I'm like you, I like differing on opinions, but I just took nothing from it at all, 100%. So it'll be very interesting to see. Plus, there was supposed to be possibly the big engineer reveal. That's supposed to be one of two cameos that's coming. And I think we all kind of thought it was happening. And when we didn't get that, it was almost kind of a letdown, wasn't it? You know, it was. And, and to me, I'm, I'm ready now for the, the next episode because they have launched us in a direction that we kind of see what's coming. Uh, but hopefully there will be a little bit more meat on the bone uh, from beginning to end and not just tossed out there. As one of my favorite movie guys likes to say, uh, John Campea from the John Campea show, he is hoping this doesn't end cookie cutter style comic book good guy ending he wants it to really just kind of be more of like an empire strikes back kind of a feel more shakespearean this really leads us into spider-man 3 and i really hope for that as well i want something different oh yeah yeah i'll take different and i'll take a little bit more of uh, of that dc darkness that marvel kind of strays away from that dc does so well I agree. Oh, that is probably the best comparison between DC and Marvel. Marvel's more more action, and there's also a lot more you know good feeling as you're going through the stories at DC with you know with Batman and a lot of their other stories. They really do kind of stay more in that dark side of the page, as it were. Final question on this, and then we'll wrap it up. Do you think there's a huge debate out there? We still don't know as of this current episode. Do you think it is the Quicksilver from the Fox X-Men universe, or is he just somebody else impersonating Quicksilver from the Fox X-Men universe? Um, I think it's just a, I think it's just an impersonator. I don't, I don't know if they're going to, I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about the comics to say, I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with Quicksilver to know his personality traits enough to vote, to kind of hone in on that. I don't think it's going to be as major a plot issue as people think it is. I am one of the very few people that, that since his appearance in the series has said, you know what? This is the original Quicksilver from the X-Men franchise, from the Fox universe, and I'm sticking to it. I really think that this that this is their way to kind of blend the two universes together. And maybe that goes in with my other theory that you and I have talked about. Maybe a little Magneto action at the end of the series. Don't know. But so I'm sticking to it. We'll see if that comes true or not. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, I, and I'll kind of lean towards you. You know a little bit more of the, of the depth than I do, so uh, we'll see how it pans out. Well, Matt Mungle, it was a pleasure having you on the show again for a few minutes talking about our top three movies. We're really looking forward to seeing as we head into 2021. I think everybody is more than ready to get back to these movie theaters to be able to enjoy some quality family time and also take a lot of the stress off from what's going on in the current you know, modern day society. We all really need this right now. I agree, and thanks for having me. This is Noah on Across the County. Check him out at mungleshow.com, theentertainmentanswer.com. It's a great commentary, radio commentary here across the Salem Radio Network, and the Mungle Show podcast is awesome. Go to mungleshow.com. Check out everything about Mount Mungle. We'll have him on again here in the not-too-distant future. Noah on Across the County. Stay tuned. There's more coming up.